With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. A Kiwi delight. We are in the air everywhere. The vast, powerful, Network of iHeart Podcasting, the global reach, and, and you've obviously found the podcast, you know, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us, whether it's on iHeart or any of the platforms that carry podcasts, and uh, we thank you. This is a spinoff of the radio show. We don't do guests on the radio show. This is an interview podcast, and we will welcome in a friend in a minute, but uh, first of all, we've got to BS for, for at least a, a couple of minutes, and uh, for better or worse, yet again, uh, joined by... David Gascon. Uh, it's always a, for better, Ben. Always, always, always for that, better. The last week, a lot of complaints about the quality of the audio. <laughs> yeah. We're very upset by that. You but, know, they uh, can complain. Why don't we complain about the people listening to the audio? We should have complain a, to them? Yeah. No, we should complain about them. Oh, about them. Yeah. I mean, we I don't should, know who they are. I don't, you know. Well, of course you them. do. They're the ones kind of reaching out to you. Email, text messages, Facebook posts tweets yeah, that's true a lot of complaints all platforms people were complaining about the audio so they were complaining about the free content they were getting yes okay. yes that yeah. is uh that is correct yeah. uh, okay. that is accurate so uh anyway listen before we get into the uh, the person i'm actually excited to talk to this guy because i've known him for years and he's another one of my radio friends i don't have too many radio friends but i consider him a radio friend even though we've never actually met i'll I'm, kind of dancing around this but before we get to that i was very excited the other day because i did another cameo guest gone yeah and the only place i've mentioned my my cameo is on the podcast i haven't talked about it i I've, I've maybe made some loose references on radio on the radio show 
But I haven't. I don't think I've tweeted out anything. I don't think I've put anything on the Facebook page or Instagram. Which is the they, they tell you to do that. They tell you the people at Cameo say you should put that on Twitter, put that on Instagram. No, the only place I talk about it is on the podcast. And if you don't know what Cameo is, it's pretty cool. There's like really big name people, and then there's like nobody's like me that are on there and guest gun. <laughs> uh, and you can get a personalized video message, and it doesn't have to be. You no, know, typically they say it's for birthdays or for you know big big events, weddings, you know anniversaries, things like that, which is all good stuff. It's all good stuff to do that but it doesn't have to be i mean i've had people who've requested cameos for name rundowns you know nickname rundowns or or just wanted to hear a rift about you know some random topic or something like that i've yet to get one where anyone asked for for bella for Bella to be in the video. That has not happened. I think that might be a little tough because i got to hold the camera and then hold Bella. That might be tough. But I'm willing to try it. But anyway, so uh, check that out if you want. It'd be great. Uh, a lot of you know, stuff on the weekends pops up there. It seems when we do the podcast, people are hey, that sounds like a good idea. And big super fans of the show. So it's Cameo.com, Ben Maller. And uh, Gascon, you're on there also, right? You yeah, cameo yeah. at David J. Gascon. Ben, I was I was looking online in honor of your your guest that or your buddy that comes on and, and is visiting us here in the next couple of minutes. Um, we could get even during a pandemic, we can get round trip tickets, twelve hundred dollars to fly down under. Now I know you need some leg space. I'm thinking today's climate, today's pandemic. Yeah. You'd probably find a lot of leg space on a 777 right now, given the fact that most people aren't flying, especially overseas and down. How long to, is that flight? How long is that? Fl- I, I want to say it is a 14-hour flight. No, it's 12 hours and 55 minutes. Oh, man. This is it's beautiful. Long, it's a long time. Non-stop, baby. Oh. I was in a plane one time. For 12 hours, but that was because we got grounded at O'Hare in a lightning storm. We had taxied. We had started to get ready for the takeoff. We had left the gate. Then they said, wait a minute, there's a storm coming in uh, off Lake Michigan or whatever. And so we tried to come back, but we couldn't. There was no gate available, so we had to park the plane. Yeah. And that storm took a couple of hours to pass over. Now, are you saying like lightning and thunder and rain? Are you saying gunfire? No, no, no. It's, it's, like, it's although it sounds, you know, the, the, the thunder and uh, all that kind of sounds like, uh, like, like that. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I know I don't really want to spend that long on a plane. I'd like to go. I'd like to go. And can you beam me up or something like that? Well, we can and, talk to Elon Musk. I'm sure he'll have something in the next yeah, couple of years. Exactly. Right? Uh, and hey, before we forget, you know, Twitter Ben Maller, Instagram Ben Maller on Fox, Facebook Ben Maller Show. Gascon, you're on most of those. Yeah, too, Twitter right? at David J Gascon, Instagram at Dave Gascon. All right. So joining us on today's edition of the Fifth Hour, I am excited to welcome a grizzled veteran of the radio wars and someone that I worked with as a a colleague, as an international correspondent for over a decade, Darcy Waldergrave. Now, Darcy Waldergrave does radio in New Zealand, in Auckland, New Zealand, which is a big metropolis of a city there in New Zealand, the biggest city in New Zealand. And uh, it's an interesting guy. He's going to give us the New Zealand perspective on how they see American sports, life in America. Uh, I imagine we'll at some point get to the famous name of the national team there, the All Blacks, which always comes up on our show. I'm sure we'll bring that up at some point. Uh, So Darcy has been on the radio for almost two decades and he actually had, and, and I know we'll get to this as well, his network 
when the apocalypse began, they shut the entire thing down. They they fired everybody. Everyone was out of work that had been broadcasting as a part of that. So uh, let's give it up here for Darcy Waldergrave, my longtime radio friend. And Darcy, how the heck is life treating you, my man? Oh, I'm good. I'm sitting here um, as the sun's coming up in good old New Zealand, and I've got my cat on my lap, and I'm in a, my uh, dressing gown. And um, the beautiful woman that I just met three weeks ago is asleep in my bed. So I couldn't be happier. Oh, that's a, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a, a good thing. That's a great start. That is a good start. So uh, what is – now, Darcy, For I think most people who – we obviously talked about this already in the open for this podcast, but we worked – together remotely for how long was I on I, I was on your show when you started you were doing a morning show when I first popped on as the uh, an international correspondent but we we worked together for it probably about 10 years I think somewhere around that neighborhood right somewhere it'd be 10, 10 years plus yeah that was a long yeah. time ago. my um hold on my little girl was coming up 10 and I was doing the breakfast show at Radio Sport when um, I when when my wife was pregnant with her, my ex-wife. So that's that's yeah. So it's ten years plus. Yeah, and uh, and so when I, when I talked on on my show, I talk about your show and, you, and your your station carried the show. But people were like, "Why would you know a station in New Zealand, a network in New Zealand, want to have somebody on from the U.S.?" But like, explain, Darcy. Like you've covered sports there a long time. Like how? What American sports are big in New Zealand? Like what? Where? Where is the uh, the pulse of the people there in New Zealand when it comes to the sports in, in North America? Well, it's, it's quite it's quite funny. It's uh, it's almost almost cool to have an American sports team. There's a, a great movement of um, New Zealand sports fans that have chosen and have got American basketball teams that they follow, American football teams that they follow, American hockey teams that they follow. Uh, they're, the, they're the three main sports. Obviously, there's a lot of people who enjoy um, golfing, as you guys see, going taking them around at golf. Um, of course, Tiger Woods is huge, and we're always keen to listen to what's going on in America. But it's, it's basketball, it's football, and it's hockey, and they're the three sports that a lot of guys really, really hook into. I say guys because generally it's men, but there's a lot of women as well who are right into their American sports. There's, there's something about it. Um, there's, uh, our breakfast guys. Uh, probably talk more American sport than New Zealand sport in the morning sometimes, which can, can infuriate some people. But there's a, there's a huge movement. People really always have their teams, and they identify with the team. I'm not quite sure how they catch up with their teams, but they identify with these teams. And a lot of people go back to the States, go over to the States, just to experience live sport in the States, be it basketball or football or hockey. They're the ones that they get a, a real kick on. I mean, I've chosen to uh, follow the worst teams in American sport uh, just because it's funny more than anything else. And you know, Ben, that uh, uh, I started following the Jacksonville Jaguars on your recommendation because they were, as you like to call it, a dumpster fire. So uh, I've been following the dumpster fire for a number of years now and find it highly entertaining. Uh, my own personal involvement, uh, like everybody else, when Michael Jordan... I first got onto the scene. I was a, a massive basketball fan of the Bulls right the way through that dynasty. I used to sell real estate back in the days, um, and uh, I was a realtor. And uh, I used to uh, disappear from the office around about midday every time Jordan was on, go to the local pub over the road and sit there for four hours instead of selling real estate. I'll be watching uh, his airness uh, play ball. And uh, hockey, I, I have no idea. I've watched it live a few times over here, but it's just too fast. I can't even watch the puck. I can't even follow. I don't know what those guys are doing. I just know they're really fit and really aggressive. 
Yeah. Well, that's the same complaint because here, like with hockey, the, the problem is it doesn't translate to television very much. You've got to like be in the arena to watch it in, 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 in that way. It's a more enjoyable sport. And, and as, a, as a real estate mogul, Darcy, I, I think it's expected <laughs> that you don't actually do your job and you just kind of hang out and watch sports a lot. Like it's like those sales guys at radio stations that golf all the time. You know, it's like that same <laughs> that same concept. Right. Because in real estate, you sell a house, you're making a great profit on that. Right. Have a great return. And you, you don't have to sell that many houses. Yeah, but I was terrible. Let's not forget that. I mean, I look at myself. I was 23 years old when I started selling real estate, and who on earth would buy a house, a used house, off a 23-year-old guy with a sport habit on the side? It was uh, it was a disaster, to be frank. I did it for two and a half years, and, and I really realized that I was never going to make any money out of it. More I really wanted to do was get on the radio and talk. So uh, I left real estate, and I became even more impoverished and chased my dream of uh, being a radio host. And then I moved up to Auckland, and after a year and a half of serving drunks and cleaning ashtrays in a local bar, I got a break to do the night show at, uh, at Radio Sport, the national station. So I did a show from 8 till midnight, and I did that for four years. I was very stubborn. I refused to leave. And then I kind of moved up through the ranks. And then uh, only what, three or four months ago, at the start of COVID, the powers that be at uh, NZME, which is our parent company, decided that uh, Radio Sport, after 22 years, was no more. And they, they pulled the plug on it. They gassed us. And that ended my 18-year career as a, a radio host. But uh, I like to see myself as a cockroach. And uh, I lived for 18 years under the radio sport fridge. And when they moved the fridge, I scuttled under the News Talk ZB oven. And I'm living there now. And News Talk ZB is the runaway juggernaut of broadcast radio, of uh, talk radio here in New Zealand. So I was um, handed uh, a lifeline uh, by the people at News Talk ZB. So dramatic cut in hours reasonable dramatic cut in salary to be fair i've lost a lot of my fat but i'm doing something i absolutely love and uh as long as i got enough to buy myself the odd crafty beer of the weekend and uh you know pay for a bit of food and put my girl through school i really don't care i'm doing what i love and that's the the main reason that's why i exist be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, listen, that's that's great, and I did want to talk about that, Darcy, because people were, you know, people have asked. Uh, I've gotten some some guys who were big fans in New Zealand who started listening to me because of your show, and 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 Radio Sport actually carried my the syndicated show, some of the Fox products uh, overnight. Uh, well, not even overnight. We were on in the evenings, I guess, right? We were on kind of like late nights in New Zealand. They would carry our show at night and then I went on I was on with you for so long and we built up a little following there the mini Maller militia in New Zealand which was kind of cool and then all of a sudden it stopped when the apocalypse hit and so you know what give give me the inside skinny Darcy was this I mean it certainly seems like they they just shut it down because of the the pandemic but was this going to happen anyway was this just a case where the people the overlords of the radio station just saw this as an opportunity to shut it down or were were they never going to shut this down if this uh, pandemic hadn't happened well a number of a number of situations uh, arose uh, because of the pandemic and, and previously we radio sport was covering our national summer game cricket which is something I'm not even going to try and explain to uh, my American brethren. It's far too complex. I'll put it this way. Um, Eleven guys stand around on a field wearing all white, while two other guys wearing all white with a bat uh, all day. They're there all day. The, the innings go for uh, six hours of the day, so, and they go for five days. And probably, you know, six times out of ten, nobody wins the game after that, after that five days. It's a very strange sport, so I won't try to explain it to you. Uh, I could use some baseball analogies, but even that would be too much. So we covered that, uh, and that's how I got into actually sport radio. I uh, used to sit down in my backyard eating cherries as a, uh, off, my lo- off my tree as an eight-year-old boy listening to radio sports, sports roundup coverage of live cricket. And that started my passion for the trade. Uh, so we lost the coverage rights of that after what uh, seemed like generations. And um, a lot of people think that once the cricket went, which was one of our mainstays, that that made it a little easier for the company maybe to let the concept go. Now, th- this is what people think. Uh, management are like, no, we, we just could not afford to run it anymore because we're a very expensive station. As you know, sports rights do not come cheap uh, when we cover off. Uh, predominantly, we're a live sports station. We did a lot of rugby. We did a lot of rugby league. We did a lot of cricket. We covered as much as we could. Uh, we go to Olympic Games. We go to Commonwealth Games. We go to World Cups. We go to Football World Cups. We go to Rugby World Cups, Cricket World Cups. So we send a phalanx of people over there to cover these sports. And even though the station itself uh, made a lot of money, um, it also cost a lot of money to run. And I think when the bottom fell out of the market and there was no money anymore, uh, some of the bean counters went, look, this is, we can't justify this anymore. Um, other people will say the writing was on the wall when we lost the cricket. Uh, so it, as it transpired, they went, look, we, we can't do this anymore. And um, they, they plugged it. It was a very surreal hour um, at the start of the COVID crisis, sitting here on my couch being told by... Um, everybody you know, in management that the radio sport was no longer. It was, it was uh, I don't want to trivialise death, but it was like a death in the family. This is something that I've been doing, as I said, for, for 18 years. It, it defines me as a human. And it was quite gut-wrenching. Um, and we thought it might come back post-COVID. Look, and, and strange thing, one of my favourite sayings, guys, is uh, the only constant is change. So we don't know what the future might hold. We don't know how it goes. And now we're back in New Zealand, the only place on the planet where you can actually watch live sport in a crowd of people. Who knows what may transpire over the coming years? Uh, it, it may come back, but uh, I can't hold on to those hopes. All I know is that I've got a role at News Talk ZB, and we do have live rugby coverage on News Talk ZB, and um, I've, got a, I've got a role in a position to 
to talk about sport. I'm, as I said, the, the runaway juggernaut of, of talk radio in New Zealand. So I can't look back in anger. I, I can't. All I can do, and this is what happened when COVID came and struck us, my initial thought pattern was um, I, I cannot change what's happened. Um, I cannot control what happened, but I can control my reaction to what has happened. And that's what I chose to do. And that's the only way I think you can get ahead of things. There's, there's no point in crying over spilled milk, as they say. Although it's a lot of milk. It's a tanker. I mean, there are drowned cats everywhere. So that's basically it in a nutshell. We're not going to give up hope, uh, but currently, as it stands, uh, Radio Sport, after 22 years of uh, polluting the airwaves, um, just ticked off and said goodbye. It's the way things work, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And, and it's it's weird because you were there 18 years. I've been at Fox Sports Radio for 20. I can't I can't believe it's been that long. And, and you know, these the, the, the pandemic started and the advertising market globally went in the toilet, as as you know, Darcy. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's a little it's a little frustrating because. We we both love doing radio, and I love you know the fact you're a, you know a lifetime. You know, I consider you a lifetime radio guy. Now you've been in so long, and so, but without the advertising, you know, it's we had John Sterling, the Yankee broadcaster, on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he he pointed out you got to sell the soap. The most important part is you got to sell it, and it's very difficult right now uh, in the in the business. I, hopefully that's going to turn around. Is, has it turned around at all in New Zealand, as you said? You know, you've got live sports there and things are seemingly more normal than here in America right now. Uh, I'm, we're broadcasting from California, Darcy, where uh, the, the king of California here has shut the entire state down again. But it's not like that in New Zealand. So is the advertising market back? Is it starting to come back? Yeah, if I stood here and tried to tell you that I understood the vagaries of advertising, I'd be a lie. You'd see straight through it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's not COVID. It's okay. It's all right. I've had to swap. I've had the thing up my nose. I'm fine. Um, it is on the way back. We're really interested over here to see if there is a second wave. We seem to be very good right now. Um, we've only got, like, I think it's 22 active cases, and they're all in quarantine. We're bringing people back. Uh, New Zealand nationals are all coming back on mass from the rest of the world so they can actually live a, a regular life again. And, and the economy hasn't tanked quite as much as people thought it would. Um, that the housing market, for example, we have got a, a very vibrant housing market, and it's still going. It's still charging along, and it's, it's bizarre that that's the case when so many jobs have been lost. But I think that we're waiting for the settling in time because the government have spent billions of dollars with job subsidies and wage subsidies keeping people in employment. Now, they're due to lapse. So when that lapses, then we'll see what the next wave actually looks like and how much is out there. But we're a pretty vibrant, pretty, um, what's the best word to describe the way New Zealanders are? We we work hard, we put our heads down and our butts up and don't look at things and think this is a reason to fail, that we're just going to make it work. And I think that view on life is going to work out really well. You've also got to understand, guys, that <clears throat> over here in New Zealand, we're a great big farm. Now, we've got everything we need to survive. We can generate our own um, electricity through hydro dams, uh, we are essentially a farm from tip to tail. We're surrounded in water, so we've got all of that marine life to, to eat as well. Um, and we're we're quite we're good in the film industry. We're good at uh, the electronic industry. We're good. At, we, we do a lot of things very well, very self-contained. We can export that out to the rest of the world. So, as opposed to seeing COVID as being an absolute disaster, I think there's a a core of people over here who choose to find a reason to make it actually work for us. And like there's a, in sport particularly, uh, I've been 
I won't say leading the charge on this, but I'm talking about this on my radio program, about the fact is that we can have crowds of people come to games. Now, there's a, a rugby championship. If you don't know about rugby, the All Blacks are one of the most successful teams in history. They've got a winning rate of something like 89%. Or it's crazy over the last 100 years. Now, they're not the world champions at the moment. Um, they got beaten out of the last World Cup. But we have a, a yearly championship called the Rugby Championship, and it's uh, between Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and Argentina, the Southern Hemisphere teams under a cap called Sanzar. Uh, that championship now is being mooted to go ahead purely in New Zealand, where it would bring all those other nations over, park them in quarantine for two weeks at the cost of the union of, of Sanzar, and then run a six-week competition in the lead-up to Christmas where all of these teams play each other up and down the nation at all of the stadia that we have. Um, the, the ticket receipts would be fantastic because people will like, turn up on mass New Zealanders because we're absolutely addicted to rugby. It is a drug for us. And also it gives the the union something to, to, to sell. Um, Sands already have big deals in with broadcast rights, so they'd be reneged on if they had nothing to look at. But we're trying to work out a way that we can actually bring a viable and relevant competition with crowds, and people want to buy into that. Uh, the UFC, uh, Israel Adesanya, who's uh, the middleweight champion, he's very keen to uh, get Dana White and have his next title defence here in Auckland at the Spark Arena. Uh, you would have seen the UFC. It's great to listen to guys have their skulls crushed by their feet and the like. Uh, you can hear the detail of the pain. But there's something about a crowd that really is the lifeblood of sport. And I, I know we've got sport behind closed doors, but I think all of us look at it and go, it's just not right. There's something not right. Whereas over here in New Zealand, we can provide that. I've even gone as far as saying, why don't we bring the PGA over here? We've got some of the most beautiful golf courses in the world here in New Zealand. Get them over here. Uh, why don't we look to stretch out globally and say, hey, we're living real. We're, we're living in an existence that you guys all want to live. We're a very lucky country, the way we've behaved and what we've got, which is unique. How can we benefit that? How can we make that work for us and make it profitable? Uh, my other idea, I said California should just move over here. We'd quite like all your tech companies and your money. And I'm sure that the Californians would love to move over here to New Zealand. It's a beautiful place. Maybe a little colder. It rains. I'll give you that. And it rains. It's the stuff that comes out of the sky. I don't know if you Californians have seen it much. It's kind of wet. Uh, so we've got some bits that aren't quite as good. But yeah, you guys, come on over, man. We'll bring your money, bring your tech. You come to New Zealand. It's a beautiful place to live. <laughs> hey, Darcy, on that note, Ben and I have talked at good length about some of like the, the bucket list things that we want to do here in the United States or even in North America. You talk about like the, the Calgary Stampede or the Kentucky Derby, um, some of the, like, the tennis and golf majors that we haven't been to. But one thing that I've had friends internationally say to me is that no matter what you do, you need to make sure that you at least go to one event internationally that's a part of the World Rugby Sevens uh, series. And I've had friends say you need to go down to New Zealand or go to Hong Kong for the uh, for the Sevens. Um, have you ever been to any of those events um, outside of New Zealand? Not outside of New Zealand. Um, when I leave New Zealand to watch sport, I've, I've got a real problem with motor cars. I love race cars. Yep. You talk about bucket list, I need to get to Indy. I need to see that race. And of course, uh, one of our finest, Scott Dixon, is absolutely dominating IndyCar at the moment and has done for, I think he's been in IndyCar as long as I've been at Radio Sport. And, you know, I, I talk to him on a regular basis. But uh, uh, when I've not been to one overseas, I would like to go to the Hong Kong Sevens. Again, it's a, it's a bucket list situation. Mm -hmm. But when I leave the country, it's generally so I can go and watch Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's something we don't have over here. And of course, the Supercar Series uh, out of Australia, which is a 
fantastic tin-top race car series and uh, one of the dominant forces there, another Scott called McLaughlin, is uh, going to be racing for uh, Penske next year in the IndyCar series. And he's a guy that you've all got to watch for. He is phenomenally quick. Uh, you think Scott Dixon's good. Uh, when Scott McLaughlin turns up, it's going to be two Kiwis fighting it out for uh, for your chocolates over stateside. When was the last time you were here in the United States? The last time I was in the United States uh, would have been around about 16 years ago. It sounds odd. I have an old friend of mine who decided to get married, and his stag party consisted of myself, him, and two of his best mates flying to L.A. for the weekend, and that was our stag party. So uh, I went and experienced L.A. for three days, and um, I did notice that everybody had brand-new shoes, and you were definitely a hungry lot, I would say that for sure. And, and you're not really good at sarcasm. You're not good at sarcasm, eh? I hope that my, my go-to in broadcasting is quite a sarcastic character. And I tried that on in the States, and people just kind of look at me like I was serious. I'm like, oh, this is not going to last very well. In fact, you guys are all armed. I might just leave my sarcasm back at the hotel and just behave like a normal human being. But I, I had a great time. Six Flags Magic Mountain over there. I went to a number of, of flash restaurants, and I found the best way to get service in the States is uh, order a bottle of uh, eye-wateringly expensive champagne, and then suddenly they don't leave you alone. It, it took me a while to work that one out. And I only did it for the one night because, you know, I needed to fly home. <laughs> it was a good time. But that was the last time I was there. I should like to go to New York. I actually, um, I'm, I'm a doting father of a nine-year-old girl. And uh, we would quite like to catch a, a transcontinental uh, train. We'd like to go from New York across to L.A. on a sleeper train and go right the way through the heartland of the States oh, in a train. That's um, something I'd really like to do. So I'm, I'm looking for that over the next 10 years. Uh, if you guys can actually get some kind of control of this virus, because at the moment, I ain't leaving New Zealand. I find it hard enough to even leave Auckland the way things are going on now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Darcy, <laughs> it's been challenging, though, because you got states like California and New York that are releasing prisoners uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak. And, of course, as I'm sure you've seen on, on national news where you have riots all over the place, and that includes some of the most... Uh, 
I guess, most harmful in New York. So I don't know if I'd recommend that. I don't know if Ben yeah. would either. I'd say go no, down, but, go down uh, south to Florida first, and then yeah, work your well, way up north. Exactly. But but Darcy, what's the media coverage there? Like, what are you what are you getting? It, it is interesting because I'm sure it's different. The, the media here is just going overload on this. But is it? What's the reporting like in New Zealand? On what are you hearing? On what's going on in in America? I'd best be careful. I don't want to rile any of my American friends with what's going on right now. Um, we're quite reserved in our coverage and, and reasonably balanced, I'd like to say, uh, in, in how we cover international affairs and what we look at. Uh, I, the, the, the whole... The Trump situation is quite galling that there is uh, a constant denial of what is happening, and it feels like there's a constant denial at the very top, believe in the United States of America, about what you're doing and, and how you're dealing with. And it's not just at that uh, the very top level. It's, it's, it's stateside. Every individual state seems to be coping with it in their own various ways. There seems to be a huge disconnect between what authorities are attempting to do and how it's run. But this is not just the United States of America. We, we've got this in, in England as well. We've got situations in Australia where there are separate states running the place that are all doing their own things. And I think that's why New Zealand worked out so well. You would have heard of the, the phrase, the team of five million. Um, our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, who's been, quite frankly, stunning uh, since she was elected. And, and the New Zealanders got together as one and went, right, if we're going to fight this, we've all got to join the party, and it's going to hurt, but it's going to hurt only on short term, and then we're going to pop out the other side. So everybody dedicated themselves to the lockdown, and everybody behaved. We're all good citizens. And that's because we're very small, and uh, we feel like, as one, we can do it all. Whereas you get big places with huge populaces, you're going to get a divide and a disconnect there anyway, just just by default, because of the nature of the size of the populace and the and the uh, the region itself. So uh, we, we look to the United States of America, and we're puzzled, and we scratch our head, and we sit and wait and tap our fingers, and we also hear constant stories about um, uh, billionaires from the states who are buying up huge tracts of land in New Zealand and uh, are building um, shelters here. So when it really does hit the fan, the proverbial. They'll just disappear over here and go and hide in their bunker somewhere deep in the South Island. I don't know how much truth there is in that, but uh, there's actually quite a few uh, big money uh, Americans who've got citizenship over here, have bought their way over here um, from in many years ago, thinking that, that something might go horribly wrong. And uh, now, of course, that's, um, that's the case. It's stood up. So we're interested to wait that. So was that careful enough around um, your POTUS and, and what he's done? I find him an, an intriguing character. Uh, and I... I I'm looking forward to this next election. I'm not sure what's going to happen. And I don't think any of you guys know either, but we have our own election coming up in about nine weeks' time. So uh, we're really much focused on, on the, the left, which is the Labour Party that rule the place at the moment, and the national, which is the right side, the right-leaning uh, conservatives, if you will. And they've just had a new um, leader uh, elected, Judith Collins, who's known as Crusher Collins. She's a, a quite a formidable character. Um, and she's going to be uh, up against uh, Jacinda Ardern, who comes from a place of, of, of empathy and care. So watching those two uh, fight it out, these two very powerful women fight it out at the top, it's going to be a fascinating nine weeks here. So that'll probably take more of our attention uh, than what uh, your POTUS and the rest of the gang are doing over there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about elections. After the last couple of elections here in America, Darcy, you, you can't you can't trust the polling. Uh, you, you can't trust any of that. It's all uh, it's all a lot of a lot of bull crap that seems to be be mixed in there. Uh, it's got to make you feel good, though, as you said. Yeah, you live in a place where it's like seen as utopia. I, I text you. We were talking the other day, and there was uh, somebody was spreading. Hey, they should move the NFL to uh, to New Zealand. Like bring bring the entire NFL to your country, <laughs> yeah. Darcy. And uh, it was, of course, it was just you know somebody throwing stuff against the wall. But do you guys have enough stadiums there? I mean, you you need like multiple stadiums and crazy. It's 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 a wild card scenario. But do you have the logistics to make something like that work? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, we, we, uh, the, the whole stadia concept over here, we, we held the, the Rugby World Cup here back in, in, in 2011, and no one thought a country so small could hold such a, a big event, and we we did it well. Uh, we did it with gold stars. We did particularly well. The, the Auckland issue is the Auckland has a very... Uh, it's a it's a fractured stadium situation. We have a national stadium called Eden Park, uh, which when it was built ten years ago, a hundred odd years ago, uh, since then it's it's now in the middle of suburbia, um, and there are a small group of people that don't like games being played there at night. They don't like the lights on. There's limitations from council about how many games can be on there because it is a it's a it's a, an area where people live now. It's not like out in the boondocks anywhere. So we've got that. Um, that can seat 50,000 people in extended. That had the final of the Rugby World Cup. Uh, we have a, a North Harbour Stadium just slightly north of the city, like you know, about half an hour of the central city, uh, which holds about, I think, 20,000. We've got the Warriors, our rugby league side. They've got a stadium that holds about 26,000. Uh, down in Wellington, we've got like 30,000, 35,000 uh, enclosed stadium in the capital. Uh, Christchurch, as you know, um, suffered um, uh, the outrage of nature, Mother Nature's Oh, oh, sorry, I come from Christchurch. When the earthquakes came, um, killed a number of people and just destroyed the city, destroyed the stadium. And uh, it still hasn't got a proper stadium. It's got a, a temporary uh, Lego stadium that they throw up in half an hour um, called the Orange Theory Stadium. Well, I call it the Orange Theory Lean, too. It's not a stadium. It's uh, corrugated iron uh, nailed together in a right hurry. And that's still the stadium. They've got another one planned. So... Uh, there's really nothing in Christchurch. You know, I think they can fit 20,000 in this horrible facility that no one wants to go to. And then further south in Dunedin, our other main cities, basically four to five main cities, 
They've got a um, an indoor stadium called the Forsyth Bar Stadium, uh, which can seat thirty thousand dollars, uh, thirty thousand people if pushed. Uh, Christchurch is looking at an indoor stadium. Uh, Hamilton also have an okay stadium, but I really don't think we've got the facilities to to cover something that large. Well, I'm saying that. Never say never. We're an industrious bunch, and uh, we're pretty good at doing things from time to time. Although I do wonder why it's taken so long for us to build a stadium in Canterbury, Christchurch, which is the home of the Crusaders, who are the runaway, the best uh, team in Super Rugby, which is a Southern Hemisphere rugby competition. Um, They're now on their way to getting their fourth consecutive championship. Uh, They absolutely dominate, uh, yet they play in a tin shed. It's bizarre. Hey, Darcy, on that note, when you're speaking about some of the teams locally in New Zealand, are you guys going through anything that the United States is when it comes to the political correctness of athletic teams and franchises? I mean, just for example, Ben and I have been talking earlier in the week about the Washington Redskins, how they're going to retire the Redskins name. They're going to come out with a new name. And that's happened in college athletics, too. You have certain mascots that have been retired, especially here in California with with Long Beach State and some of the other universities. Has that happen at all in New Zealand? Is there any kind of political correctness that's crossed over into the athletic realms? Yeah, there is. Um, I think New Zealand, I don't know if you know the term woke, but New Zealand is reasonably woke. We're reasonably acceptant of uh, new paradigms um, that people are willing to accept. I mean, I, I, people say, uh, oh, it's traditional, and I'm right into what Woody Allen once said. He said, tradition is the illusion of permanence. And I think it is, because... Uh, they say it's always been like this and needs to stay. But uh, in, in 150 years ago, women couldn't vote and it was okay to keep a slave. Now, you're telling me that that's still relevant in this day and age? No, it's not. Things change. Uh, and, and everything changes as you move. And I think New Zealand are pretty woke to that. We like to change. But the big issue we've had of recent times is you'll be familiar with the uh, terrorist attack that uh, happened in Christchurch where um, a lone gunman stormed into a mosque right. and slaughtered 50 Muslims. Uh, we never thought anything like it would happen here. And it devastated. Now, what what extended from that is that local team uh, was called the Crusaders. And if you know what a Crusader is, they were basically, um, you know, the the men on many crusades from England went to Muslims and they slaughtered Muslims. Um, That was their modus operandi. That's what they did. So the, the, the Crusaders, there was a lot of movement to change the name of the Crusader after that mosque attack. Uh, they didn't want to be seen as that. In the end, the name stayed, but all the iconography around the team disappeared, i.e. Um, their, their logo was a knight in, in, uh, in chainmail holding a great big sword. So they got rid of that. They used to have horses that used to gallop around the exterior of the stadium before the game played, men dressed as knights with swords on these great big percherons, these big war horses. So there was a lot of conversation around the relevance of that. Does a crusader stand for that or as a crusader, someone who crusades for justice, someone who crusades for the good in life. So there was pretty stern conversation around that, and it ended up that the name stayed, uh, but all the, the logos and the visuals around it uh, was, was removed because we thought that in this era, it's probably not a good idea uh, yeah. to do that. And that, that was what the crusaders came up with. Now, that was, it was quite divisive. I say we're woke. Um, there was also a, a reasonable swathe of the community that found it unacceptable and they said the Crusaders, to us, does not represent that. You can't mess with our name. My thought pattern on this is, and I think it's the same with your um, your, your Indian community, when you look at um, what's happening with the Redskins there. Now, I believe there was uh, some polls taken, and, and 90% of the pollsters didn't care of the Indian pollsters. So it's not offensive to us, but 10% did. So my figuring is, 
if you change the name, if 90% don't care, well, they're not going to care if you change the name either. But if there's 10% that find it really offensive and it really is upsetting and it's not going to work, why wouldn't you change the name? And people say, well, you're bowing to, to that, that 10%. Uh, but if the 90% don't care, why do they care if you change the name, if you're going to keep 10% happy and show that you're a, you're a forward-thinking uh, community? And some things that were back in the day are no longer acceptable. Does that make sense? Or am I sounding too much like a, a, a liberal woke kind of character? <laughs> you are very woke, Darcy. I mean, my God, the, the, the only problem with that line of thinking is that we live in the age where people are upset about everything. I mean, that's the the problem. But I, but I, I, I did want to uh, listen, Darcy. I, I can't have you on this podcast, and I love that you're doing this, and uh, it's wonderful. But when we talk about team names, and I think this is what Gascon was going for, because on our show, as you know, we we ask these dopey trivia questions to try to get people to listen. We go to break, you know, we'll ask a question. We know we're not supposed to break, and inevitably at least once a week on our show usually it's justin in cincinnati or somebody else will answer if i have a team related question they will say the all blacks uh as the answer because that you know globally people look at this oh my god that is the most offensive name in the world and new zealand has the, the the rugby teams called the all blacks but you explained to me and and i need you to explain to our our listener Darcy, that that is one of the great misspellings in the history of the world in sports, how the <laughs> name All Blacks came about. Is that correct? That's what you told me the other day. Yeah, I like the way you say, tell our listener, is there only one person listening to this podcast? And here I thought there was a home <laughs> friend who went to the break and a few people in there. So you guys are obviously, man, you're collapsing all the ratings, aren't you? The, 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 the story around the All Blacks and um, is they toured uh, England hundred and something years ago, and there was a write-up about the, the game is divided into to, to two groups. Uh, there are the Ford, the Ford packs, who are the, the big angry guys who do all the hard work, and there are the back line, and the backs um, are the fast guys who do all the running and scoring all the tries. They're like the glamour kids, where the Ford pack are the big uh, grizzled veterans. So when we went over there and played, the, the local media were stunned by this team where it appeared that the entire team were backs, they all played with the same verve and the same speed, and they were described in, in one media. This is this is the one of the tales going around their name that they were all backs. Of course, they wore black. That then moved to being from all backs to all blacks because they all wore black. So there's a, a, a an argument that says that it was a misspelling initially that someone called them the all backs, and then someone thought they were on black, so we'll just call them the all blacks. And um, well. It's stuck, and they're all blacks ever since. So our whole national colour is black. That is our psyche. All of our teams wear black, except the football team, the soccer team. Um, they've gone the other way. They wear white, and they're called the all whites. Now, that's not a racist thing. That's just because they wear all white. Um, we've got the uh, the black caps as our national cricket team. They wear all black. And uh, I don't know if you're going to like this very much. We have a national badminton team as well. And you know in badminton, uh, they, they, they use a shuttlecock. So their nickname for a while was the Blackcocks. Now, it's a little difficult to digest, but we've got the Black Socks. The Black Socks are our our, our, um, our softball team. So all of our national teams have got either black or silver. A lot of the women's teams are the Ferns, the Black Ferns, the Silver Ferns, the netball team. So it's very much intrinsic in our society that all of our sports teams have got that attachment to either the Silver Fern, which is our, our national emblem, or... 
um, the black. And we tried to change our flag a number of years ago. And basically, we wanted a, a black flag uh, with a silver fern on it. Uh, but a lot of people pointed out that it's kind of looked a bit like a pirate flag and maybe sort of an aggressive flag to have. Uh, so in the end, we ended up staying with the old uh, blue with the four stars and the Indian Jack uh, in the corner. So that's a, that's a rough idea about where this name comes from. It's not racially based. It was a typo that someone jumped on. And someone might argue against me on that one, but as far as I'm concerned, that's the story. And I tell you what, I'm sticking with it. If you say it with enough conviction, it's the truth, right, guys? It's the truth. Well, I, I love it. Listen, in, a, in a America, right, the uh, salon was the term, I guess, in England they call it salon. But in America, they call it saloon. They misspelled it, so people pronounce it saloon. But uh, but it is crazy. And uh, I love that. Do, they, do these teams have logos, Darcy? Like, the, you know, like the what, – what's the uh, – What'd you say? The badminton teams, the the Black Cox. What was their logo? I, mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it even saw the light of day, uh, guys. Um, <laughs> that, that, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if they even use that terminology anymore. It, it could have merely been uh, just something that was created by a number of fans out there because it was kind of cheeky and kind of funny. I mean, the hockey team are called the Black Sticks. And it goes on. It just carries on. The, the, mostly the logos, as I said, are, um, are, are a silver fern. It's um, a, a national plant. It's a, it's a beautiful green fern on the, on, the, uh, on the underside of it. When you turn it, when the light hits it, it's um, a really iridescent silver colour. It's extraordinary. Sound. That's something that we use. Uh, and, of course, the kiwi we use as well, our national bird, which is odd because our national bird can't fly. Um, what kind of bird is that? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Your na- explain this. Your national bird is the. It, how is it a bird if it can't fly? What's up with that? Well, you got to remember that um, up until about eight hundred years ago, there was there was no human life on New Zealand. There was nobody here. There, there was nothing here. So um, evolution. The birds didn't have to fly because there was no predators. There, there was no there were no mammalian predators in this country. Nothing. It was entirely populated by birds. So the birds evolved over time because they didn't have to fly away from things to eat them. They ended up being ground dwelling. And we had a bird called the moa, um, M O A, and the moa was a, it was an enormous bird. Um, it was only uh, hunted to extinction probably a uh, hundred odd years ago, maybe a little longer. And, and we're talking in, in your money. This is like a, a twelve, thirteen foot thing that had these massive legs but no wings and a huge neck so there are a series of birds that develop like that and the kiwi is one of them it's very shy it's nocturnal you never see it um it only comes out at night and it's got a massive long beak and a big fat backside and it just pecks around in the undergrowth um, eating grubs and the like um uh, there's a, a joke around that um a kiwi represents um your average new zealand male it eats Roots and leaves. <laughs> hey, Darcy, speaking of uh, predators, and you mentioned being here in Los Angeles, so I have to ask, since you have uh, a nice female uh, nestling in your in your bed this morning, um, give me the difference that you've noticed so far between women that you've, you've seen here in L.A. or California and those in New Zealand. Because obviously we get a ton of people that always talk about going down under because – American men are are loved by Australian and New Zealand women. Is, is that the case? And if so, give me a sales pitch. Yeah, well, no, that sounds like an urban myth because I'm told that when we go to the states, the American women love New Zealanders because they love our yeah. dull fud of an accent. Yeah, they find it extremely it's sexy. Dis- it's but disgusting. I, <laughs> 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 but I couldn't possibly comment on that. I, I can't speak for an entire nation about what they like and what they find desirable. So I think that something about uh, New Zealand women 
um, because of the, the, the nature of how far away New Zealand has been, we've got a thing called the number eight wire velocity, which means uh, because we were so distant um, back 100-odd years ago, 150 years ago, if we needed something here in New Zealand, we had to make it ourselves. So we'd get some wire and we'd build it ourselves because there's no way we could bring it in from, from overseas because it was six months on a leaky boat to get anywhere near us. So we become very, very self-sufficient. And I think that the, the New Zealand woman... Uh, is like that. that. That personifies them. They're very, very self-sufficient, very hard-working, not afraid to get their, their hands dirty, and they see themselves uh, as, as an equal to the male. I mean, you got to remember that New Zealand was the first country in the world to allow women to vote. We're very forward-thinking, and, and, and they, uh, women, as we know, we've got a woman leader now. We're the leader of the opposition is a woman. Our governor general was a woman. We are, we're very proactive in that space. I think that's something that we're proud of, is that Women are on even standings. They can do anything, just like your average man has. And I think that, that sums up the New Zealand, New Zealand woman. Really hardworking, extraordinarily capable, and will not take any grief from anybody. And uh, woe betide if you get in their way, because they'll drop you on your backside uh, with a swift slap around the face. Quite well, it won't be a slap, not over here. It'll be a closed fist. You're a tough bunch, mate. You're a tough bunch. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, yeah, I think Gascon was trying to, you know, he wanted some tips because he's, you know, looking for a, a lady. Some advice. I'm kind of curious. We, for, we got yeah. the real housewives of Orange County out here, Darcy. So you get women that are just uh, pretentious. Yeah. A lot of pretentious. Uh, yeah, it's not good. But, uh, well, but there it, are pockets of that. There are pockets of that everywhere as well. But, but I think, in general, the uh, the women folk of this country would like to see them as very self sufficient, extraordinarily capable, and uh, will give as good as they get, and they'll take on the boys. So, uh, when you come over here, um, just be prepared. There, there's not a lot of uh, shy retiring wallflowers over here. Uh, they're very upfront. I put it this way: um, my second marriage uh, to the mother of my darling child, she asked me. Uh, she essentially dragged me by the throat to the aisle. Said, "This is it. I want you. I want um, your genes. We're going to make a baby, and uh, 
you got no say in the matter. I mean, she was my best friend for probably 10 years. And one day she just rocked around to the house all dressed up, looking amazing. She said, you know what? I don't want a best friend anymore. I want a husband. And you're right. Will you marry me? We weren't even seeing each other. She was just my mate. Within three months, we were married and she was pregnant. And I'm just standing there going, what is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Darcy, we, we got to wrap this up. But how, how can the people here in America, they want to hear you on the radio. The great thing today is with streaming and all that. I know you're on Twitter, right? You're, uh, you've got a Twitter account. How can people reach out if they're, they want to hear more of your, uh, your wisdom and your knowledge and all that? Well, they can. Uh, I think the, the easiest thing to do is, is Facebook. Um, yes, Facebook is also infiltrated New Zealand, somewhat extremely popular over here. Uh, just uh, do a search for uh, Darcy on ZB. It's just D A R C Y on ZB, and uh, on that Facebook page, you can find all the links. You can find all the interviews. You can find news and tips and bits and pieces. And through there, you better um, get to my Twitter feed. Uh, my Instagram feed as well. Uh, you'll find all the links to that. Uh, News Talk ZB is the website. Uh, NewstalkZB.co.nz. But D A R C Y on ZB is the best way to uh, to start off your your deep Southern Hemisphere love affair with sport in the Shaky Isles, Aotearoa, as we like to call it. That's the uh, that's the Māori name for New Zealand. Aotearoa means land of a long white cloud, because uh, unlike LA, um, yeah, we've Got a big white cloud over us all the time. It does rain quite a lot over here, to be fair, but it's a beautiful place. I hear you. And I can't, you know, Darcy, I can't wait at some point when the uh, apocalypse ends and you, you get more time on the radio and I can come on and then maybe they'll get cricket back. And I, I, I loved bragging to my friends, Darcy, that we, I got preempted. I got bumped from your show because of a cricket match that would not end. Several times that happened over the years. Which, uh, which I, That's right. Which I loved. All right. Okay, th- 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 thank you, Darcy. Appreciate it. Yeah, and it's been wonderful, um, and thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to, to talk to your audience or all one of them. You guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Darcy. That was great, man. Love all you, good? man. Be, be, yeah, we're great. Uh, that'll air tomorrow really? at Friday for us, which I guess is Saturday for you. It's going to drop. I'll tweet it out. It's going to be like at uh, 6 in the morning our time, which is probably like, what is it, 4 in the morning your time? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know the time difference. Just, but it's, send, just send us a tweet with a link. We just download it. Have a listen to it. It's there you good. go. Awesome. I, awesome. I, didn't say, I didn't say anything that's going to get me in trouble with my work around the resumption of radio sport. No. Um, oh, and no, if it will come back on. Because when push comes to shove, well, we all really think that they, they we're on the crosshairs anyway because we're too bloody expensive. And uh, as soon as they had an opportunity, they just gassed us convenient, which is the stupidest thing they've ever <sighs> fucking done. But yeah. I can't complain about it because I'm still working. This cockroach yeah. is under the ZB oven. I'm fine. So I can't explain too much. All right, man. Be good. I'll text you All later, right, Darcy. Thank you, man. Be good. All right. Take care. Brilliant. Yeah, no worries. See you guys. Bye. See ya. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.